I'm Carly, and I play Hollis the Merperson. Hey y'all, it's Pat. I play Leland Deacon. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House Interior. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle, and I have wonderful news for each and every one of you. I can now officially say that I am not uh, mentally unfit to operate a business anymore. That's right, I have a clean bill of health signed by a local doctor that I just found over the course of the last handful of days. Um, you know, last time when I talked, I had mentioned the fact that the bank had seen fit to declare me mentally unfit to be a businessman. Uh, which is a little bit embarrassing. Um, you know, I don't, don't know where they got that. Um, and I added in my mind, I guess, that the doctor that I had previously been going to might have been a bit in the cahoots with him. Um, I went to him twice. Um, first time, he told me, no, you're certainly medically unfit. Second time, I went to him because I was told I had to go to the same doctor to get a second opinion. Um, just say, hey, fresh look at it, doc. What do you think this time? Um, and he said, no, you're still not quite right. Um, and, you know, in retrospect, I feel like the dead giveaway was probably the fact that my doctor has recently taken up office space in the third floor of the bank. Um, that doesn't look great as far as separating interests. So I did find a new doctor after, you know, communicating with a, a bunch of locals about, you know, who's the best and least expensive doctor um, that can get you some paperwork that says that you're mentally prepared to be a businessman. So, of course, I went and saw Dr. Pancake. Um, and for those of you who maybe don't realize, um, Dr. Pancake, you're saying, well, you, that's, a, that's a breakfast restaurant where they, serve, they, they basically only serve flapjacks and things of that nature. And yes, that is true. Dr. Pancake, also the man who owns Dr. Pancake, is a licensed medical professional. That's it's just, just the way it is. His, his name is Dr. Pancake, you know, and it's not fair for us to say that he's not a doctor still just because he runs a pancake restaurant now. Um, so anyway, I went and saw Dr. Pancake, and nice fellow, cheery as can be, a little sticky, but who among us weren't at that age? Um, so, you know, saw him, he checked me out and said, yeah, no, sure, what do you need me to sign? And I said, oh, there's paperwork that says I'm legally fit to own a bar. And he said, sure, great, no problem. Uh, he signed it, uh, and I, I've got that now. Uh, yeah. So the bank can't really do anything, you know, as long as I keep hold of that paperwork. Um, and as long as nothing happens to Dr. Pancake, things are finally going to return to normal here. Um, I've taken down the wood paneling, you may notice, and some of the extra curtains, you know, and um, many of the torches. I feel like, listen, you've, you cannot be a bard as long as I've been a bard and not understand a burning drift when you see one. They are obviously setting up for some sort of insurance fraud scheme. And listen, hate the game, not the player, obviously. I know I'm not going to say anything against anyone trying to do a grift here or there, but you're a financial organization. This is a bank, folks. This is a bank, you know? You've got all the money already. What do you need more? You don't need to steal my bar and then pretend it burnt down just to steal more money from the insurance company. 
It's not like the insurance company doesn't need to pay someone money. Obviously, they should do that, you know? And I think I should get a reward because I didn't burn down the bar, even though I've thought about it so many times. Um, you know, but here we are, you know? I'm going to be dropping by the insurance agents later today just to see, if, you know, maybe they want to give me um, something, you know, a handful of dollars or something. Uh, you know, I think they have a candy tray there where you could just get, like, individually wrapped candies. Um, and so maybe I'll just grab one of those. But um, that's later. And so, hey, <laughs> boy, it's wild times we're living in these days. Uh, anyway, where we left last time, uh, the brute force had moved into another plane of existence. <laughs> yeah, the plane of Fimbulwinter, the uh, land of eternal winter. Um, or at least theoretically eternal, I guess, you know, nobody knows for sure. I guess someday it could stop, you know? Who knows? I'm not well versed on it, obviously. Um, I've never been there myself. But from what I hear, there are mountain-sized giants. There's snow fucking everywhere. And, um, uh, big mammoth things? Anyway, it was a real stressful point. They had to get back to uh, the doorway to pass back through into our plane of existence, but on one side of the doorway was a massive mammoth the size of, well, I mean, I don't know, a, a very large mountain as well. Everything was kind of mountain size there, and I'm sorry, but there's not really much uh, in our world that gives a similar sense of scale. Um, but anyway, they were being chased by a giant. Uh, maybe the giant hadn't noticed them. It was really kind of nebulous at that point. The race was on, and hopefully they could find their way home. I mean, obviously, I didn't go there. I already told you. And they brought the story back in some way, shape, or form. So somebody made it back, you know, obviously, not to let that undermine the dramatic narrative of it all. But honestly, if this was the last episode and I'm like, nope, they were lost there forever, stepped on by a giant, I probably would have built up to that a little bit more, don't you think? So don't get too worried. Um, they'll be okay-ish pretty soon. Alright, so yeah, you guys are running from a giant towards a mammoth, hoping to reach a portal in the middle in time. Um, let's go over a little bit of housekeeping. Cammy, where are you? Are you riding anyone currently? Are you running? You're on your own? Like, what's the situation? This is some pretty deep snow. I had Devin pick me up. Originally, but then okay. got blown away. Well, yeah, no, I put my little paw on the skull. Devin was hurt. Oh, he has been hurt. He's been flung off. Devin was okay, though. Like, he, he got thrown, but... I went to tend to him. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought I was riding someone. Yeah, I guess we just never, we never really talked about like where you were yeah i mean we can we can we can establish that now if you would like to be riding on Devin's shoulders again like that's fine i just want to understand where everyone is as we're getting into running from one thing towards another thing rock in a hard place type yeah scenario. i don't want to act as a like third wheel barrier for whatever hollis has planned for Devin. so i think i would like to attach like cammy would like to attach herself to the back of leland's head I think she'd like to crawl onto Leland's shoulders. Okay. Yeah. Like a little wig. Yeah. Like a little bouffant. So you're telling me that Leland Deacon has a giant running behind him. A small uh, Kitsune person tries to climb up him and everybody's just like chill with that. There's not a 45 minute conversation about how it's going to mess up his, his rags. So I think it's time for conversation. Yeah, I think we're all just kind of skedaddling. Okay. <laughs> you guys are skedaddling. 
you're heading towards the place where you guys came through, basically. There is, as you get closer and closer, like the outline framing of a doorway, and you guys are approaching it. There is a giant behind you. There's a mammoth in front of you. Did we ever work out what the inscription was on the wither glass? Someone was in the process of lowering that. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I think we got interrupted by a giant. We did. We very much did. Who would have the glass currently? I think Cammy was going to ask Yuo to translate. Yeah, that's right. I remember now because we were we were running and it was right at the end of the episode. And I was wondering if Yuo could like read that or if one of the one of the kitsunes of the past yeah i guess probably quick to just run there at this point it's pretty far okay i mean you guys you guys walked for a considerable amount of time okay so as you guys look around uh to try to get this glass thing from devon uh you notice that he is not in the process of running uh and he is holding this thing and is uh speaking some words and then he flashes out and vanishes that Fuck. Son of a bitch. Okay. Yep. That, yep. Par for the course for one of our fucking NPCs. Well, you can't be hot and good. That's true. That was my problem. Okay. That's why I'm here. That's true. That was my, my problem. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, fuck this guy. Um, That's not great. Uh, So I guess we run like hell because that's the literally only other option. All right. So we're going to do kind of um, a... Hold on, a, though, because yeah, so I want to run. So we got us right here. Sorry, us in the middle, the two sides running towards us. I want to go towards the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Perpendicular. Oh, yeah. You're going off uh, off axis. Mm. Okay. Okay. So you see Hollis veer off axis. Is that is like everybody following? Yeah. 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 I'd kind of look in that direction, see if she's seen something, maybe. I mean, to your vantage point, there's no. I mean, it's more open, snowy wastes. I, mean, I guess we follow her. She must know something, right? So you just take like a sharp, like right turn or something while we're all running towards the portal. Precisely. So how far that way do you run? Forever, literally the entire continent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the rest of the the rest of this podcast. Um, yeah. So you guys uh, start running off the other direction. Uh, you guys are just following. Hollis as far as she runs, like, for the next 10 minutes? Or what's I'm, your plan? I, as long as I'm not getting crushed by these two. Yeah, just, we're just trying to get out of that. Yeah, I'm just trying to establish, like, if you guys are getting to what you would consider a safe distance and then, like, stopping. Yes. As we're running, uh, I go, Hollis, where are we going? Uh, the portal's that way. Yeah, but these two guys are coming that way. And that way, essentially right on top of us. That's a very good point. Survive first and then get to the portal uh as you guys are having this conversation you hear a uh thundering smash behind you and as you look uh you see that this giant and the mammoth have like engaged in combat at this point like they've smashed into one another the mammoth was either closer to the portal than uh to you or it was faster than the giant because they are kind of to your side but you guys did go off on an axis so you guys are like like it's not like you would have to look through the mammoth to see where your uh your your like portal was at this point so you can see like the far 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 distance where that portal was uh and the mammoth and the giant are fighting the giant has a sword uh larger than all of you stacked together probably about three or four 
dozen times, uh, and it is trying to attack this this mammoth. Let's head to the portal. Let's just swoop around, head to the portal, get mm-hmm. out of here, tell the people that dreams are real here. Yeah. I, it, dreams are like the future, I think. So what I learned by going in that dude's head was don't distract him because he will fucking die. He's that this mammoth's totally gonna fucking kill him if we distract him. Oh. Can one of us go to sleep and find out what's about to happen? <laughs> no, if you go to sleep in the snow, you don't wake up. I remember that. If you fall asleep when you're outside in the snow, you get hyperthermias. But if you do get too cold, you gotta get completely naked and snuggle up. So you that you're warmer if you're nude in a sleeping bag together than if you're enclosed on account of your body heat. Yeah, I've read books like that. I, I don't think I want to see what you look like under those bandages, to be fair. It's probably just bones. It's probably just bones at this point. No, no, I mean, we've touched it. There's definitely something other than bone, but I, I am a... Oh. Oh, I'm kind of terrified to I see. Yeah, yeah, like a California race. It's like a lot of jerky. Or, or, or leather. Like, you're just like real mm-hmm. thick, creaky. Yeah. Sm- smelly when you get wet leather. Oh, like a Marlboro man. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a marathon runner that's in their 60s, you know? Oh, yeah, I've seen them. It, it looks like that, but it feels... Like the ass of an elephant. Oh, because the folds. It feels like what I imagine the dinosaurs characters feel like from that family. Oh, the baby, you gotta love them. I do them, I know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to love you, but you do feel like that. Or like the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live action. It's the same, I think it was the same technology. As you guys are having this conversation, <laughs> the, uh, the mammoth like overcorrects, like overcharges at the giant uh, and the giant slips inside past his tusks and slides his sword into the side of this giant mammoth and the mammoth goes down. Do we, does the world shake? Yeah, it's like an earthquake. Do you think this giant's friendly? Should we try and talk to him? No, just less, maybe he won't see us. We're like ants to him. I've never seen every ant, but the ants that I do see, they get squashed. Um, he sure didn't like when I tried to say hi. He was in the middle of a fight in his brain, um, but he didn't like when I tried to say hi. He didn't seem like he was super thrilled about that. Uh, I couldn't gleam a lot of personality from that. We have no reason to think that this person even speaks in a way that we could understand. Or, now that Mort has said it, what if he is kind and we take him back into our world and we get him to murder all the vampires <laughs> giant style for us? As a retainer. He could be our retainer. Will he fit through the portal? Yeah, good question. Will he kind of stretch and go weird as he gets sucked through the portal and then pop out? Yeah, I don't know if it's... I, I can't remember if we got sucked or not. If we just... If we were sucked... Did we get sucked out of... <laughs> Um, there was a sucking sensation Uh, of note the corpse of this like giant mastiff that's fallen to the ground has like started to uh, it like dematerializes almost it's like it like starts to drift away it like first all of the color like leaks out of it and it starts to go like this ashen gray and then it starts like drifting away on the wind uh, and it starts to kind of look like, like it looks like, yeah, it's snapped ish, but it also like looks like snow. Basically his, his whole body and form kind of starts to turn to snow and the giant like kind of falls to one knee and looks like really woozy. We're knee deep in bodies. Okay. He's got a fucking vorpal sword or, or a fucking gauntlet or some shit. We, we, okay. Uh, uh-uh. uh, or was the mammoth just a dream? You said you saw it in his head. No. Well, hold on. Hold on. 
Was the zombie just a dream? That's some good Nelly right there. Good job. Thank you. Um, no, no, I no. no? I uh, I don't think it was a, an illusion, but I don't think it was an illusion because it shook the ground when it fell over. Uh, the ground reverberates around you as the giant like falls to his side and looks like he has passed out. See, see, that's Robin. And basically, he's basically laying in a very similar like pose to when you guys first saw him when you arrived here uh he's in a loop oh oh, yeah uh, should we not go faster faster before it comes back again yeah we might be in some kind of weird time loop so uh, where where they're just gonna keep killing each other over and over again so maybe we get the fuck out of this portal maybe while they're dead does the giant's hair look fantastic from when cammy combed it oh yeah still have the middle part no, it has been disheveled oh, in the wind. My magic item's useless. In the battle. <laughs> if it, if it can't keep hair looking tight during a, during a battle, a minor battle such as this. What's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. No, I would like, I would like to head towards the portal. I'm not operating my own, like, sort of legs at the moment. Um, <laughs> Cammy's going to kick her little feet out like a kid on a roller coaster. Just, hey, let's, let's can we get this way. To the portal. On the way, is it like only snow everywhere, or is there like a few rocks and stuff sticking out of the ground? Can I pick up a couple of rocks to take back with me? Yeah, I mean there are rocky like outcrops and stuff that kind of like poke above the but snow. Not like um, loose. You might like. I don't. Do you do you got, like you've got a sword, right? Yeah. Don't you have a I'd sword? I chip off a bit of stone just so I've got something. You can to chip take off back. a little stone. Sure, absolutely. Can I have grabbed a single hair out of the head of this giant that is now wrapped around? It got stuck in the comb, strangely yes! enough. You didn't think to grab one, but like you pull out the comb and look at it, and it's got like a really thick giant air kind of like woven through it. Lovely. Leland brings the knowledge that curses don't exist on this plane. <laughs> and magic seems to exist on this plane because of the comb. I pull out my fairy fire arrow and see if it's glowing again. It is glowing. We are very good researchers, turns God. out. Turns out, actually, maybe this is oh, our yeah. calling, is just going places and <laughs> fucking shit up a little bit. We gotta escaping. apply for some grants or something. I mean, shit. <laughs> that, could be, that could be our new scheme, man. I could get us all sorts of grants. Get back to Brim and immediately apply for some grants. We gotta get some We'll get a fellowship grants. position. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Academia is what's for us. I'm very curious about Lila and simple syrup blimp, but I guess we can worry about that later. I'm not curious about that hoe at all. Let's go. I'm sure she had her reasons. All right, you guys make it back to the portal, uh, and as you close in on it, like it seems too small as you're getting closer and closer to it, but then like your perspective is just all out of whack from just uh, like endless horizons of the same white material. Uh, so as you get up to it, you're like, no, this is the same size that I came through originally. So Leland and Mort, you guys uh, pass through this uh, thing and you guys are completely alert when you reach the other side. And Hollis and Cammie are uh, once again knocked down on the floor. Uh, It is the same location that you guys came from, though. So you are back in like the annex closet area of this like upside down tower of crystals that you were in. So Leland didn't even try to keep a hand on on my paws. He just let Cammie just flop full, full ass on the ground. Or are you like yes. slumped over his? No, you're sl- yeah, you're slumped over. I still got you. you oh, okay. 
I'm sleeping on my. I'm just napping. Yeah, just taking a little nappy. <laughs> a little nappy nap. I'm like, hey, Cammy, wake up. We gotta kill Devin. Wanna wake up and kill? Uh, as you guys <laughs> arrive in this area, um, you do notice there are four people immediately in front of uh, the area that you just have passed through, like this little uh, annex area. And it looks like there's two more people out in the hallway out outside of this room. Uh, they all have weapons drawn. Ugh. They're not the people that sent us through. They're not the same people that sent you through. Is Devin around? Devin is nowhere to be seen. I stick my hands up. <laughs> Any y'all fuckers seen some guy named Devin? <laughs> Uh, let's roll oh, initiative. No. Oh, boy. Um, is my initiative relevant since I'm passed out? No. Okay. So, uh, yeah, good point. Thank you. Uh, okay. But what if I rolled one? Cam- <laughs> well, it's good. That's great. In this game, Cammy and Hollis, uh, you guys are just going to go last in this first round. And your first turn is basically going to be dependent on, I guess, everybody else is going to have to wake you up <laughs> on their turn. Actually, go ahead and roll it anyway. You're gonna. The only penalty of this is the fact that you guys are gonna have to basically miss your first turn, and then once you are woken up, you kind of take yeah. initiative based on your notice. I feel like it makes sense. Is the fair way? I rolled really well. <laughs> Five. I'm a flat plus one. I got four. I'm not two. So I think the order uh, is effectively Kami, who will be asleep this first turn. And then there are two of the uh, people that are in front of you that are going to go after Cammy. Actually, they, Mort goes before those two guys, too. And then there's two guys uh, that go after Mort, kind of as a group. And then it is Hollis. And then it is Leland. And then it is the other four dudes. Uh, but first up is Cammy. Cammy, you're asleep. Uh, should I snore? Let's hear that. Okay. That's accurate. More. your turn. When you say they've got weapons drawn, are they like swords or they've got like crossbows or or what's their armament situation? Great question. Uh, You have two guys with swords, two guys with like, uh, like morning stars, like mace and chain type situations. And you got a couple of guys that have crossbows drawn on you. Okay. Those are the guys that are a little farther back in the hallway. So I leap at the closest guy to me. Uh, I do like a, what's it called? The Black Widow move. Like Hurricane Rana type thing. Yeah. Mm. What? Where you... Put your legs around the neck, spin around right. and flip him. Oh, yeah, it's a luchador yeah. move. And, and yeah. I, flip him, I flip him through the portal. Oh, that's an aggressive move. Oh, sick. Yeah, okay, so that's going to be that's gonna be a lot. Let's figure out what that is. Fight and athletics, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a... I think it's a twofer, though. I feel like it's an athletics to, like, get him around the neck and, like, do a flingy yeah. fling. And I also think it's physique to, like, hurl him hard enough... To get him through the portal. Is it daytime or nighttime? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. You guys are so deep into this cave. I don't know that I necessarily know. We're going to say it's nighttime, though. Okay, I'll get a plus one to my physique, then. (laughs) You fucked up. Uh, Athletics first. It's neutral. 
He had a negative two. Boy, he fucked that roll up. And physique is three. Okay, so here's here's what happens. You uh you do this move, and nobody's expecting it. Nobody thinks this is gonna happen. You <laughs> jump up. You like lock your feet around both this dude's uh ears, and just give him a little wahaha. Everyone else, you've never seen anything like this, especially the two of you to sleep. Damn, they missed it. <laughs> the guy like gets twisted, like he goes flying. Like he feels like he's light as a feather to you. You flip, you throw him. Uh, he goes skittering across the floor. He doesn't pass through the uh, portal, but he is like he could not be closer. He's like a swift kick away from a portal at this point. Uh, he does take some damage though, and he like he looks like he uh, is reconsidering, <laughs> reconsidering his choices in life already. It's guards' time, so one of them is this dude that you just flung, um, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say that this as as a as a pat on the back for a good approach to your first fight action. We're gonna say this guy is just so fucking bewildered. At the scenario that just unfurled and like that he is kind of checking to see that he's got his shit together still. Uh, and he basically like is a no go this turn. Um, the other guy, one of the guys with the sword um, lunges at Leland, which is great alliteration. So he is swording at you, Leland. What a fool. Okay. And then what I'll, I'll roll like a, a you roll a you roll a uh, yeah you can roll a fight to defend against that. Okay, then uh, fights I think two yeah so plus three. Okay, so that is a that's like a that's a tie. So like there's no damage on this, but I'll say that he like catches you kind of like flat side of his sword. Uh, like you try to like make a half like faint move to juke him out, and it. Cut it like mm-hmm. keeps you from getting slashed, but you catch like the flat side of the sword to your shoulder and it kind of knocks you off balance a little bit. And uh, the benefit is that it jostles Cammy awake. Uh, the downside is, is it does that by her getting knocked off your shoulders. So Cammy, you, you, you skitter across the floor a little bit. Um, no, no damage taken, but you do like get knocked awake in this process. But you are you are technically prone. For the not that there's a technical condition of prone in this game, but as we think about it, you're on the ground. I'd like to think that I'm face down, ass up, but um, on the ground. That's the way you like to fight. Let's, um, yeah, Hollis, you're asleep. Leland, it is now your turn. <laughs> Hollis, fuck you. I'd like to use my feet, where I get to use resources instead of my. Fight. We all know that you like to use your feet, Patrick. Can you like please stay focused? Feet. Hell yeah, <laughs> You're the one that's talking about having your face downs. Um, he's going to take, because he got bonked in the shoulder, it's kind of made him off balance. He's going to do the thing like, oh, all, all this gold fell out when I got knocked off balance. <laughs> do the same move where the guard looks at the gold and gives him the old stab in the, like, in the chin. To the, the guy that hit you? <laughs> the dagger. Yeah, like he hit me and I'm like, oh, I dropped all this gold because okay. I'm off balance. And he's going to look at it and I'm going to give him old throat stab. Roll your resources. And so I get to use that feet or whatever. So my resources are plus four. So that is a plus five. Yeah, no, he did okay, but he didn't do that okay. So he sees all this gold skitter out and like absolutely steals his focus. And you try to like stab him up under the neck. Uh, That's your go-to move. 
and he like he notices just at the last second and kind of slips to the side. Uh, But you do like take a big slice out of his cheek and he's like totally off. You could tell you've been in enough fights in your life that you can tell when somebody has like got the jitters. This dude's got the fight jitters right now. If I've got a plan to get punched in the face. Thank you, Mike. Wow. (laughs) Mike Tyson, baby. Yeah, we got it. All right. We're right back around to the top. Oh, no, wait. All the other guys. Uh, Crossbows. (laughs) Unfurl. Yeah, so crossbows get shot. They are getting shot at the fucking luchador who came into this place swinging. (laughs) Uh, So these two dudes with crossbows are shooting at you. Mort, Mort, you're going to have to roll athletics to try to, like, dodge out of the way of this shit. So you're going to have to do two different athletics rolls. Can I roll stealth and whip my cape around, sort of covering myself and sort of blocking the arrows a bit at the same time? God, that would be an amazing feet for you to take so if you're prepared like we've had some we've had some level up time that we've not really done any leveling if you're prepared to take that feet like that that stunt is what it technically is called in fate if you're prepared to take that as one of your stunts right now and like forgo eight like the the like fate point increase mm. that comes from leveling up and just say that's your stunt yeah, absolutely. So it could be like use a fake point to use your cape to deflect ballistics or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even feel like it's a fate point type of thing. There would just have to be like a. It would have to be more situational than just ballistics. You know what I mean? Or or maybe it's a you can you can't do this constantly. Like it's a it's a first like one time per fight type situation where it's like you could pull this trick off the first time they try to do it. After that, they're gonna fucking catch on. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So you've got a stunt now. What would this stunt be called where you just like whip this cape around? Uh, Dracky Dodge. <laughs> Dracky Dodge. <laughs> I have to think on the name. I'll come up with something. I feel like the name is Cape, <laughs> given everything else you guys have done so far. Cape. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can swirl your cape around one time per encounter, basically. Um, it, it doesn't work against the same person more than once, but it will, I would say since it's so situational, I would say it will like, not even like you can substitute a, like a role for this. I would say you can just flat out just neg- like just deflect a projectile. Are, are these once two per guys person. shooting me at the same time? Once per person? Yep. Once. Yeah. I, I well, I guess it's one per once per encounter. Right. So if yeah. somebody sees it happen then so it's gonna yeah they don't technically fire at the same time that's i mean mechanically they're taking two different roles so it's like split second between the shots all right we'll give you the benefit of the doubt on this one these guys are both gonna both gonna miss on this shot we'll just say which is lucky for you because one of them rolled pretty well cape (laughs) (laughs) all right i want a full i want a full marvel cinematic universe explanation as to what this looks like when you pull this move off it's a very swishy move, obviously. Um, the camera's, like, looking at me, and you hear, like, a twang-twang of the crossbows, and the camera flips around to the crossbows, and it tracks crossbows as they're coming towards me, and it flips back around, so you're seeing behind the crossbows as it's coming towards me. And I flip my cape up, oh, and it, like, almost, like, covers the camera. So, like, the camera just, like, goes black. And then the cape falls away, and I'm just standing there with a big smile on my face. It was pretty dope. A couple of new holes in my cape. Do you say anything cool afterwards? Um, I say, you, you missed me, <laughs> suckers. 
Mort's never very good at these <laughs> one-liners. <laughs> I think you got the points. <laughs> That's what, what he always does. All right, the other two guys that, can, that are still there to go are these dudes with these mason chains. One of them uh, is, like, right there uh, next to Mort when he does this, like, weird fucking spinny cape thing. And, like... I think clocks it as like a very vampire-y thing that has just happened and immediately like turns his focus and like tries to uh, swing this mason chain at Leland. Stop swinging chains at me. Probably going to get hit. Oh, no. I rolled a plus three and I have a plus two. So plus five. Okay. He doesn't hit you. How does he miss? What does he do to look foolish? Um, Leland's kind of Mr. Magoo in this whole fight. That's that's what I've decided. So he is, Leland has bent down to pick back up the gold that he has dropped for his distraction, and the guy just you know goes over his head where his head was. He's like, oh my gold, <laughs> oh my gold. Uh, the other dude with a mason chain sees like this like weird fox thing roll uh, across the ground and like sh- like like look up like really concernedly and tries to just bring his mason chain down on that little fox oh no ray this guy's gonna try to try to hit cammy with his mason chain why would you do that okay um what is the the normal stat to dodge is what athletics no dang um how physique can i dodge (laughs) physique is taking the hit no i don't want to do that uh okay all right um Dang. Uh, let's just let's roll athletics then. Let's see how Cammy rolls with no plus to it. Okay. Um, bad. She rolled a one. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah, you get hit by a mason chain. Uh, All right. It hits you. It doesn't hit you in the face, thankfully. Uh, but this guy brings it down on your shoulder. Uh, you're gonna take. Fuck. I mean, he didn't roll much better than you, so you're gonna take one point of damage. Um, so mark Owie. or stress box. I did it. Uh, hey, everybody. That guy just smashed your little fox friend. Strangely, it's almost as if like a shock of psychic energy like resonates <laughs> through you two, Leland and Mort, as Cammy gets hit by this thing and just like shrieks out in pain. Uh, and Hollis, it wakes you up. My time has come. And Hollis, it is your turn. Oh, wait, no, it's top of the round. It's Cammy. It's Cammy. Yeah, yeah. I thought of a name for the cape thing. Is it better than cape? Escape. Wow. Cammy. Wow. You have just been hit by a mason chain. You have Aye. been hit by things in your life. Usually they are animals, weirdly enough. Yeah. <laughs> you don't usually get by, <laughs> hit by people very much. Someone has smashed you with a mason chain. Can I look at the enemies before us and try to figure out if there's a, a leader, a boss? Yep. Like, okay, would you want me to roll for that or will you, will you tell me? Oh, no, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to roll for that. That's, I think like it's an empathy. Oh, empathy? Okay, I'll take it. I mean, either or, yeah. It's a four if I roll empathy because I got a zero. Yeah, you get the feeling that like nobody is really leaving one another like, like, um space to direct in this type of a scenario you feel like kind of this is a group that has worked together before but there's no like leader here they are just like a little squad you know can i tell whether these are vampires with that with that role 
Yeah, it was a pretty good role. Because I know they're not the same vampires. But. Yeah, this was a pretty good role. These are not the same vampires, obviously, that you guys had uh, previously. The dude that Mort chucked so viciously, like, you don't feel like that guy, like, hit the ground like a vampire would, rolled out of it like a vampire. Like, this guy felt very human to you. So you're getting, the, you're getting a strong impression that these are just human people. Okay. Cool. Um, in that case, if I can't find a specific leader, I would like to do one of my uh, stunts that I've had for a long time and don't really get a chance to do very often. Um, I would like to grab hold of the leg of the one that fucking Daisy chained me for no goddamn reason. Don't think that's that is what you think it means, but um, hit me. I okay. I got to do some googling, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh-huh. That's not what a Daisy <laughs> chain is. But go ahead. I got to do some Googling. Um, I want to latch on to the, don't send me an Urban Dictionary article, I swear to God. Um, I want to latch on to the leg of the motherfucker that just walloped me. uh, Because if they're just humans, for all they know, I could be a pet. And that's just rude. So I want to latch on, latch on to that dude's leg. And um, I want to spend a fate point to force him to go into mental combat with me. Uh, effectively, like just engaging us two and taking him out of the fight with everyone else and making okay. him just fuck with me. That is a done thing. It is now so you said it, so it has been done. <laughs> You're mine. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you have isolated this this Mason Chain dude. I'm gonna annoy you so much that you're gonna give up. Basically, that's my thing. Everybody, you see, like. So what what has happened over the course of like the last handful of seconds is this dude like smashes Cammy on the shoulder with his mason chain. She screams out and then she like spins around and grabs him by the leg and his eyes go like completely white. And he like looks like he like he's his eyes are fully rolled back in his head. He is completely non like non-responsive to the world around you. Hell yeah. She daisy chained him. Fuck off. <laughs> More, it is your turn. And that that was the dude that I flipped, right? No, nope. Dude that you flipped is still is still standing uh, limply by the pool. Okay, what I want to do is drop kick the dude through the pool, uh, and then run over to all the dials and just turn them so it switches the portal off or changes the portal to somewhere else. Okay, if you if you roll high enough on this athletics roll against his defense. I'll let you do like both of those things. Like, like he's so unprepared for this that you like drop kick him, bounce off of him towards these dials, and are able to do it all kind of like in one fell swoop. Would a, a drop kick be more fight than athletics? Yeah, I guess it's two separate roles then. Do a fight roll to try to get this to have like to kick this dude, and then an athletics roll to try to get to this dial. Three for fight, and uh. Minus one for effects. Wow. Not looking good, Jono. Wow. <laughs> We're doing great. I'll tell you on the fight roll, I rolled... I've never done this before. All negatives. Oh, <laughs> so oh shit. You absolutely kick this motherfucker through the portal. But, like, again, you are expecting a little more resistance than this guy, go, like, gives you. Because uh, you kick him, he goes flying through this portal, and uh, you are not able to like rec- re- like recover your footing to like zip over to these dials to spin. So he just flies through the portal, and you hear him like skitter across the snow 
beyond, but you don't manage to make it over to flip the switches or anything at this point. Okay. It is time for the two weird guard guys, these two sorty dudes. Mm, just one. Well, one of them is on the other side of a portal one of them currently. Was kicked through the portal. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's not existent anymore. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> Thought he was dead in the portal world. Um. So first, we've got the guy that, uh, like one of the guys that just missed on his attack on Leland. He has composed himself with this whole gold on the ground scenario. He's coming back for another attack. Back, back, back again. Here it goes. He's swinging in on Leland. It's coming. It's attack. The attack is here. We're all ready for it. So I've been rolling fight. Should I have been rolling athletics the whole time? I don't. I don't know. Like both of them are decent, like defense. Yeah, I've been doing fight. So this one's a plus three. Athletics is more to dodge out the way. But athletics yeah. is a dodge. Let me see. Like specifically, if you're using fight to defend. You're trying to prevent the attack from happening by smashing it. Because Leland fights with like a, a cool gold dagger and then like a rapier. I think fights like parrying and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah it's using your fighting skills to like interpose yourself right. and not allow someone's attack to get through. Like it's blocking, it's parrying, yeah. it's that kind of stuff. Which makes sense for Leland. Um, fight is an attack, is it, as a defense, isn't allowable against like shoot attacks, but against close quarters right. like melee type attacks, it works fine just as well as athletics does. So what'd you get with your with your with your fight roll? Plus three. Okay. Uh yeah. So you managed to once again get this guy. I mean, how do you how do you do it this time? Because it's not just a juke out of the way in this scenario. Well, how's he swinging at me? Is he doing more of a stab? Is he doing a slash? He's kind of doing, doing like a downward slash in this in this scenario. Okay, then I'm basically gonna catch him on like the fancy like cross guard hand thing that's on a rapier. And just kind of let it like kind of come up and he's gonna catch the rapier, he's gonna kinda slide down, he's gonna get caught. You know, essentially at the cross guard. The finial. That's what it's called. Yeah, on my finial. I'm going to get him on my finial, baby. Or or the front quillium. Yeah, I'm going to get him on my quillium. Okay. Yeah, and it looks epic. Sparks go up. Yeah, it's dope. It's amazing. Uh, there's also a guy that is on the other side of this porthole. Uh, and he emerges back through the portal. Uh, looks like he's just kind of re-readying himself. And then the tip of a sword comes through the portal and it's the size of the entire portal and just knocks him clear across the room uh, and just like destroys him. And the size of this thing is such that it looks like it's the size of the giant's sword. Is he going to get sucked? (laughs) Oh my my God. Somebody suck me. The sword point comes, comes through this, comes through this portal and like just knocks this dude into across the room, uh, giblets him out into a million pieces, and then just retracts back from where it came. So that guy's gone. Congratulations. You kicked a guy through a portal and he got stabbed by a giant. Hollis, it's your turn. I've got a name for a cloak thing. You said it was escape. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, cloak, no dagger. Right. Wow. Oh, fuck. It's getting worse. Hollis, uh, what do you do? <laughs> uh, I'll go back to the board. Uh, so I think. So I'm torn between being uh, dead asleep and then the confusion of being awake and what she would do there. Or seeing Cammy get hurt might drive her into that bull rush rage. Can I just run at this dude? Okay, so a few things. One, someone just got turned into puree person. So like the air is thick with blood. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
so you have some options here. There are currently, uh, well, one of those guys is dead. So there are five people remaining. One of them you see like, one of them, <laughs> Cammy has got her hands wrap, like wrapped around his ankle, and he's like his eyes are like completely white, and that's the dude mine. that hit her mm-hmm. with the mace. Um, and then there's a couple people with crossbows. I think the rage is going to be a little bit indiscriminate. Okay, <laughs> so you're just going for like whoever's closest. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be like this dude that has missed Leland with a sword a couple of times. Okay. I'm that head down, face first. <laughs> what a, I mean, you're almost like, like jumping yeah. up from a, from the ground at this point. You're just like yeah. a pounce type scenario. It's like one of those runs where you you kind of run in place a, a little bit before you get going. All right, so uh, you're gonna need to roll a fight. I'll roll a fight. I mean, it depends on your goal. If your goal is. To knock him over, maybe it's athletics. If your goal is to to- totally chomp his face off, it's definitely. It's a- it's. I'm just barreling straight into him. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna do fight. Yeah. Okay. Then I got six. Wow. It's what she does. Yeah. So you have killed him. Um, <gasps> no! Go, no. Go go ahead and describe how. I mean. You're- oh no. Hollis is the only one who's never killed a person. Can't say that anymore. <laughs> oh. oh no, this is just like how I felt when I accidentally set a dude on fire. Um, uh, oh boy, I well, I think she's still going to be in that rage. So it's it's like almost like a rhino run where you run right into it and then flick him up into the air. Wow. Okay, you do this and you hit like he hits the ceiling. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, if you were like trying not to kill him, you could say like he just gets knocked out if that's like better for you. But it doesn't feel like you were holding yeah, back. No, like with everything going on, the blood in the air, Cammy getting slapped. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's like a blind rage. OK, yeah. OK, so both these dudes with swords are gone. Leland, it is your turn. You have a couple of dudes with crossbows. You have a dude with a, a mason chain that's tried to take a swing at you. And you have a dude with a mason chain that is locked in with Cammy right now. Yeah, and I was really hoping to do a murder to the guy that I was sword fighting. But since Hollis did, I'm going to flash Hollis a cool thumbs up. And then, like, <laughs> so my plan was, you know, he's called all my, my guilfoil or whatever it is. And I was going to stab him in the eye with the dagger. Oh, now, Jesus. Now, he's not there, I'm just going to turn and throw the dagger at the other... The Morning Star man's hoping to throw it into his eyeball. A no-look throw. No, I'm going to turn and look at it. I'm not going to know. It would be much cooler. Just flick it behind you. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter. You can you can call it a no-look. It's not, I'm not, I'm not going to make you take a negative to it, but it is a shoot roll. Okay, well, it's well, fuck, negative three. <laughs> I don't have any bonuses to shoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, the guy takes a small, imperceptible step to the left, and it just misses. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, what the fuck? Oh, damn. You're quick. That's my best knife, too. <laughs> that's shit. That's a good one. Anybody see where it went? It skittered across the floor there. <laughs> uh, all right. Crossbow dudes have reloaded, and they are shooting. Uh, boy, they learned our lesson 
uh, apparently taking a shot at Mort. So one guy is like, no, fuck that. I can get this guy. And the other guy's like, no, okay, I think I'm going to mix it up. Uh, there's a giant fucked up shark here. We're going to deal with mm. that problem. Um, so one dude shoots at Mort. Mort, you got another crossbow bolt inbound. So this is a defense against shoots. I'm going to use a fight point. Okay, for what? And I'm going to shout, missed. <laughs> Guess what? That fucker missed. Ah! I've also got a new name for my cloak skill. Yeah. No. Swish miss. Oh, that's like great. Swish miss. Swish miss swish. is great. I love swish. that. Okay. Don't ever okay. change that. That's good. I do like swish miss. All right, Hollis, you have a crossbow bolt inbound. Please roll in athletics. You know what? I would love to. <laughs> Actually, that sounds great. Four. This guy shoots you with a crossbow. How dare <gasps> he? <gasps> It's his whole job. He has bonuses to that. We finally encounter NPCs with maybe some bonuses. Okay. Think Bruce from Finding Nemo, but my eyes are black. <laughs> um, and I think I reach, like, look down towards the crossbow bolt and pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, crack it in half or bite it. <laughs> It was yes. really, it was really shallow. So it was a, I mean, it was, this was a, this was a one stress box, uh, hit. Plus I have shark eye. Do you get to like negate the, what, what does that mean? Do we even do a thing for that? We should create uh -oh. a thing for that where you should be able to like yeah, to negate should. like one, one stress from yeah. the thick hide. Yeah. You could do it right now if you want to do that. I'm doing it. Okay, cool. That's a stunt <laughs> that you have. I'm doing it. <laughs> it costs a fate point, but for a fate point, you can negate a point of of stress. Okay. And just say that that it was like because of your tough skin. Okay. That's cool. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, that is uh, the crossbow dudes. Uh, you've also got this Mason Chain guy who just got a. A weird knife thrown at him, mm -hmm. uh, and he like twirls his mason chain back around and tries to clock Leland uh, with it yet again. Not fair. That's bigger. That's, I threw something smaller at you. This is uh, <laughs> this is excessive. Well, shit. Uh, my luck is run out. A minus one after my bonus. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunate because he rolled a pretty good. Uh, yeah. So he like does like a little half move to avoid this uh, dagger and spins around with this mason chain, catches you clean in the gut with it. You're going to take three points of stress. Ooh. Oh, that's fucking like, owie. That was a two box and a one box. That might be all of your stress. Yeah, if I take like one more stress, I'm done. Well, you have to start taking complications after that. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the most damage anyone's ever taken on an attack in this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I rolled a plus two and he rolled a neg one on an attack. That's pretty, mm. pretty rare to see it happen. But here we are. Uh, let's see. Okay. Now it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, Cammy. I screwed up the order at some point. It is Cammy. Yeah. I think I screwed up the order and let, like, I let guys go that went ahead of who they should have gone before. So yeah, it's Cammy's turn. Okay, um, I'm now stuck in the brain, mind melding with this fucker, and we're gonna pr provoke this motherfucker mental attack, uh, which Cammy uh, uses empathy for. So I just want to piss him off so much he gives up. Okay, the mental image that you see of this guy, he is wearing a straitjacket. He has a <laughs> leather muzzle over his mouth, and mm -hmm. he has mm -hmm. like blackout blinders over both of his eyes. Yeah, and you just you just go you just go around throwing fucking spiked shit 
at Small Foxes. That's what gets you off. That's that's your thing. Big tough NPC. Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I have to roll, yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, NPCs roll will, right? Because we haven't done this very much. Is that the defense? Mm-hmm. How willful is this dude? I guess you'll find out when you roll. Okay, I only rolled a one, but that does mean it's a five. You have beaten him by uh, in excess of five. So not only <laughs> do you... Uh, are you are you able to do like whatever level of of mental damage you want, but you can add even a complication on on top of that. There was literally zero resistance to this. This is wow. so that is, by the way, something Cammy notices is that <laughs> there was literally zero resistance to this. Interesting. Interesting. Does it like his his brain may have been pre broke for me? <laughs> he was all straight jacketed. Uh, okay. I love that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and the complication, I think, can I just make him unconscious? Like I broke his brain. Can I just like slip him into like uh, unconscious at that point? Is that too much or do it, does it need to be like depression? No, you absolutely depression? could. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I mean, once you're, too, once you're to the point of complications, you could like choose to take him out of the fight, I suppose. So yeah, you yeah. could just like choose. He, he just completely goes unconscious. Yeah. Okay. So so in, in the meta of what's happening, I'm going to make the D&D assumption that rounds are about six seconds. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with that in canon, but like in this moment, it makes sense. It, and I, what I'm thinking of it uh so cammy gets thrown off of leland's shoulders immediately hit with a fucking mace chain fucking thing uh, latches onto his his like leg he goes slack jawed for a few seconds and then just falls over and cammy wants to like uh like fairly climb on top of his body and take the fucking little mace chain thing that he that he used on her and start like whipping it around over her head because she would yeah. hurt herself. Um, mm-hmm. But this is for intimidation. This is for this is for the, the purpose of <laughs> looking absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I will go ahead and roll a. I know it's not intimidate. What is it for us? Provoke. It's, it's provoke. Yeah, go ahead and roll provoke. No, oh, I got a I got a negative two. <laughs> Everyone laughs at you. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you remember that earlier when I rolled all negatives? Yeah. I did just roll all positives. So <laughs> so you start spinning this thing around and like you crack yourself on the head with not the actual chain of it, but like there's a little chain on the bottom side of the handle <laughs> that is like used to hook on this dude's belt. And you like are spinning this thing around. You whack yourself in the eye with it and you like kind of half stop because you're like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that stings, and it really uh, undermines the intimidation factor of the whole thing. I swear, I did a cool thing just now. You just didn't see it. I swear. <laughs> Ow. Mort, it is your turn. So Mort, uh, still in his mist form, sort of mists over slash through slash behind the guy that shot at him, uh, reforms again, and just like grabs his head, tilts aside, just sinks his fangs into this dude's neck. You're going to have to forgive me for just a second because I am going to get on my soapbox about something because I feel like this is kind of an unwritten rule of interdimensional travel. And it is that there's got to be a safe zone, right? When you pop through to the other side of a portal, you can't immediately get attacked. Right? There's got to be, there's got to be a little bit of fair play. You know what I mean? You know, it's not fair. You go pop over to the other side of a portal the first time and it's always like, oh, you know, everything's okay. Um, we were very worried to do this thing, but 
it worked and it was narratively interesting, which is great for storytellers around the world. And now we can see this whole new thing. No one ever pops through a portal and immediately gets smooshed flat, right? That just doesn't happen. But then when you go back through that portal, how many times is somebody waiting there for you to attack you, to ambush you? Seems like it always happens. And I feel like it's not, uh, it shouldn't be, you know? I mean, I'm gonna get really, I'm gonna get really serious with you right here. Every single one of you. If I ever hear that any one of you is involved in an ambush against people that have been teleported through a planar dimensional gate type of a situation, and I find out that any one of you is privy to or takes part in an ambush of those people when they come back, I swear I will have you unraveled. You understand me? I will peel you from head to toe, okay? I will pluck out the eyebrows of everyone you've ever known. I'm serious about this. There are rules, people, and they may not be spoken and they may not be written, but in this case, they should be known. You know, unwritten rules does not make them not a rule, right? There's right and there's right. And what's right is to not ambush people coming out from the other side of an interdimensional portal. End of story. All right, well, that's where we're going to have to leave the story for today. So I do hope to see all of you here next time at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur bartenders, and I'll see you next time. episode boys thank you mm-hmm. yeah i had a good time um my favorite part is when uh for no reason you had npc come over and fucking murk me listen i would love to say that i randomly decide who each npc is going to attack i don't generally what i do is i have them attack the people who can take the hits and then occasionally i say to myself you know what here we are in a situation where for some reason or another the person that could least take the hit has been drawn attention to, like they just fell off of a person skidded across the floor right in front of somebody else. And I say, in that situation, if I don't attack that person, then it's obvious that I am like, uh, I, I am throwing this fight in the in the direction of the party. Which, honestly, Luck. I win when you guys win. I'm on your team here. I want you guys to beat these dudes up as much as anybody. That's not an antagonistic thing, but occasionally. Occasionally, boy, Fox Girls just gotta take a fucking hit on the shoulder. Look, I get it, but it makes me happy when I can complain about you to you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. get it. Established. I get right. it. We know that. My favorite part of the episode was when Hollis killed a dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys can bring that up for. I mean, here's the thing. Oh, we're gonna bring it up forever. If we've learned anything, anytime one of Carly's characters kills somebody, yeah. you can bring it up to make Carly feel bad forever. It's real mean. And embellish the story as well. Like how Lola burned 20 people to death in the streets. Yes. Well, there's one yeah. guy accidentally yeah. tripping over and falling on fire or something. Wild punishment for somebody using the rules uh, accurately and creating like a scenario where, oh, hey, I'm going to like create in this scene a barrel of, of oil that yeah. like was here. <laughs> uh, and we've forever beaten that sense of creativity <laughs> out of Carly's characters in fights. It may scenes. be why uh, we use a very rules light. <laughs> 
kind of approach to this podcast because we are uh, we get in trouble when we use the rules. <laughs> we get punished yeah. for it mercilessly. Yeah. No, I'm an I'm directed. I'm directed by whatever makes the funnest story, mm. personally. Mm. But sometimes, sometimes the dice have to play a role in it, just to make it fun, just to make it spicy. Sometimes you gotta not get what you want, just so that when you do get what you want, it's like, dang, I've been waiting for this Umbreon plush for like yeah. weeks. Yeah, no, I've heard that you can't always get what you want, but sometimes, sometimes. You try, you just might if, find. Well, if the GM likes you, you just might find what you need in the scene, or you can put a fate point. Speaking of getting what you want or what you need. Tell me, John. How about giving us some reviews? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what we want mm-hmm. and what we yeah. need. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you shout out um, all the cool names for John's new stunt that he came up with. Uh, Escape, uh, Swish and Flick, Swish and, swish and Miss. <laughs> swish Miss. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. Here's uh-huh. the thing. I'm going to call it out now. Anyone who leaves a five-star review anywhere that we find it from this point forward, here's what I'm going to say. Whatever the review is, all you need to do is include it somewhere in the review, like at the end, a character name. And whoever plays that character will read that review in that character's voice. Now, if you pick Hollis and we get to that review on a time that Carly is not on the outro, we'll try to do the Hollis then you voice. just get to do all of us do <laughs> yes. our Hollis voices, which is also very fun. Please leave Goldie in your review and then I won't be there and we'll make everyone try to do my Goldie voice. It'll be terrible. So wherever you wherever you leave your reviews, that's great. The last part of your review, just leave a little dash and then a character name, and we will uh, scour that out. And we will we'll do that. We'll record them in those character voices. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Read through it in a character voice. Sounds like a plan. Unilateral Put decision. Put some dumbass words in there. Make it make us make us trip. Make us stumble. Make us work for it. So that's what we need. But if you if you want to get what you need then you need to go to patreon.com slash brute force. Because if you go there, you're going to get what you need. And the thing that you need is more of us in your ears. Mm -hmm. And what you really, really want is for us to be pretending like we're gods. Yeah. Um, Not in the literal, actual realm that we live in here, but in this game world that we also... Because we don't charge for that. For our narcissism and our god complexes, we—that's a—that's a free service. Now, just follow us on Twitter for that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll plug that later. Uh, no, but we—we're uh, having a lot of fun with our little side story as we all as we all play gods. It's been a good time. I do a lot of voices, and they're all very good and distinct. And no one has picked on me for them mm-hmm. yet. I think that my favorite part of it is how confident we all are <laughs> in playing these new characters and directing ourselves in a new direction with very little we're, oversight. I feel like that is probably my favorite part. We're finding out we're finding our footing. We're working on it. And hey, we're having a good time. I played I played a, a immortal twink in the last episode in hot pants. I play an immortal twink in my everyday life. A twonk I played a, a Fonzie. A Fonzie? <laughs> you did you did play a Fonzie. You played an owl-headed Fonzie. Yeah. So clearly a very cohesive story for the listeners. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of time skipping, more so than the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. strangely. Um, a lot of, boy, creative creative rules with physics. But, boy, it was a lot of fun. So you should check it out. Again, go to, go to uh, brute, like patreon.com slash brute force. And then I think it's just $5 a yeah. month. If you, if you, like, back us at $5 a month, you get access to... 
um, the side story stuff, which also has like our first season's worth of Frank episodes yeah. on there. So that's and this is like a podcast we're doing between seasons of Frank's, hence why it's called Divine Intermission, which yeah. is a great name that Ray came up with. Yeah, if you haven't uh, if you haven't checked out Franked, um, I play a lovely character that no one got tired of on Franked that was r- su- super super tastefully sexual. So you should go check that out because blotches, god tier. <laughs> also worth checking out again if you want us uh, if you want to interact with us uh, in the pseudo real sphere, uh, you should follow everybody on Twitter. You can follow the show at Brute Forcecast. Uh, you can follow John at Newser with a Z instead of a Z. You can follow Ray at Ray Notrum. Ray, Ray Not. Not remote. <laughs> Ray no. Ray not your father's <laughs> Ray. Ray Notramano with a, a Ray, not a Yay. There's always a Yay with There's a Ray. There's always a Yay. Uh, you can follow Adam on Twitter at the Adam Bash. You can follow Pat on Twitter at Patrick underscore Rankin. And you can follow Carly at Animated Me with the E's as threes. Uh, or you could go and follow the uh, bit.ly forward slash Patrick Wankin and join the Discord. Join the Discord, yeah. yeah. Patrick Wankin. We all remember that's the way to get into the Discord. That's the only way. It's Patrick Wankin. That's how I got there. And we can't get him out. It's true. I'm We've been trying. It's been a lot of work. I'm stuck deep in the pat hole. Nope. Sporks nope, are magic. That out. <laughs> nope. Keep it in. Sporks are magic. Um, we love country ham on a biscuit. Jumbo beef flipping. Uh, stickums. Yeah. I don't remember the rest of the taglines. Potato. Potato. Beep beep. I'm in my mom's car. Horse. <laughs>